Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Region 5, with Kenny Sargent, Paging Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Getting Crash Position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off free. You know, you get anxious at times, especially when you do live shows to the thousands like we do on Sunday nights. We're a little anxious right now because uh, this show is unfolding as we go live to the masses on the Freak Radio Network. All of your audio apps. Uh, yeah, uh, the show's developing as we speak. What I do know is we have Don the Snake Perdome joining us tonight. Uh, he's going dirt racing once again. That's right. Uh, one of the baddest assery NHRA drivers in the history of mankind. He's one of the badass dudes of all kinds. Uh, he'll be joining us tonight. I believe we're going to get uh, we're going to hear from a gentleman who decided to take his uh, rig out on the first lap. Did uh, Newgard never make it back into the race? I had to tune out. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, that, because that was just bam. Yeah, that was that was not good. Newgarden out, Ryan Hunter Ray out, Colton Herta out, a lot of championship contenders out. That was a bizarre lap number one to open up the 2021 IndyCar season. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Newgarden, but um, it's not going to be about a pleasant race today. No, it's not, is it? Uh, Gracie Trotter, she will be running Talladega for the first time, running on those general tires tonight. Excuse me, running on general tires. She'll be a first-timer when it comes to Talladega next week. Next weekend, I just again I have this vision. I don't care how young, old you are. If you for your first time running Talladega, uh, you've got to have layers and layers of crap napkins. <laughs> what <laughs> crap napkins? Yeah. Stepman has he ever used that term in the twenty year existence, twenty and a half year existence of this show? Uh, Statman is not connected just yet. Uh, speaking of crap napkins, like I said, man. Speaking of the show unfolding as we speak. Uh, that's just what this show does, man. It unfolds as we go uh, here in the Freak Nation. Uh, but I can tell you this. Again, Gracie Trotter, the ARCA series, will be hitting up Talladega, Talladega coming up this weekend, next weekend, that is. And this will be her first time to run it in the ARCA series on those general tires. Now that I got that out of my system, I feel better, Crasher. All right. So Gracie Trotter joining us tonight. Joseph Newgarden joining us tonight. Don the Snake Perdome joining us tonight. And quite possibly your IndyCar winner from today. This is the baby, Alex Pillow. Hello, Pillow. His sophomore season yes. in the IndyCar series? But his debut race with Chip Ganassi Racing because, as Chip has made very famous on his Twitter account, hashtag, I like winners. And, well, hello, Polo is hashtag a winner. I don't care what we talk about when it comes to the IndyCar series, that craptastic first lap debacle. Uh, it was all Jimmy Johnson, regardless where he was yeah, on that track. It was. And there were a lot of people complaining about that on social media. But how could it not be? <laughs> this was such a highly anticipated debut that, yes, a lot of the coverage went to seven-time NASCAR champ Jimmy Johnson in his IndyCar debut. So 
guys, sometimes just pump the brakes. Just keep watching the race that you want to watch and just know that these things are big for media sometimes. It's not that big of a deal. Jimmy struggled today. Well, he he did a great job driving through that last, that excuse me, that first lap crash. So that was pretty impressive. But he struggled throughout the rest of the race, mixing up the direction of how he needed to move his rear wing bar. And it it was all right. It It was a difficult day for Jimmy Johnson, but he made it through. He learned a lot. And to be perfectly honest, it's kind of what you wanted to see in his debut because watching him learn throughout the rest of the season is going to be a fun story to pay attention to. Grabbed him a 19 spot today, thanks to a number of drivers that didn't complete the race. But still, are we giving this guy a break because he's a friend of the Freak Nation? We like the guy. He's a seven-time NASCAR Cup champion. No, we said last year that he would struggle in an Indy car. I mean, the right off the bat... Can't even talk either. Man, this is a weird night for for conversation and linguistics. Right out of the gate, he was struggling with fuel conservation because he's not used to doing that in NASCAR. His crew chief is yelling at him saying, you got to save more fuel. You're using too much fuel. you got to save more fuel. And he's like, I mean, he knows how to do it. It's just the habit that he has been in over the last 18, 19 years is not that. So it's just a lot for him to learn. It's all right. It's all right. It's going to be fine. And there was a story that came out earlier this week in regards to Jimmy Johnson understanding why Danica Patrick held her tongue when she moved from the IndyCar series to NASCAR. We'll get to that story coming up sometime in the show. Don't tease that. Like I said, Freak Nation, the show just develops as we go. I think you guys are being patient. We're going to resume with some affiliates. Coming up in moments, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. And more coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates tonight from the Lucas Oil Studios. You've got Speed Freaks, that man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series pilot. He'll be joining us. Don the Snake Perdome. He'll be here. More on Jimmy Johnson and his IndyCar debut. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart things, Freak Nation. You in the market for some tires? Roll with General Tires. Why? Well, not only are they damn good tire, but now through the end of the month, buy four qualifying General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. That's right. Four qualifying passenger General Tires, and you'll get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, it was an awesome weekend to be a racing fan. Get this. Off-road and IndyCar were back, and they were added to a full lineup of Supercross, Formula One, NASCAR, and NHRA. Dude, this was our weekend. The score San Felipe 250 went to Las Vegas native Bryce Menzies for first honors on the weekend as he just dominated 269 other vehicles. He qualified first and then took the checkered flag first in the desert. Supercross then took over for their final of three events in Atlanta. And Nate Thrasher took a convincing win in the 250s, even though he needed the LCQ to get there. In the 450s, it was a wild final five minutes. Cooper Webb was back in fourth. Yet keeping track of Ken Roxon in the lead. Roxon then got crazy in the whoops and could not ever maintain a dominant form due to his bent handlebar when he went off track. So Webb went on a mission. He passed 
both Plessinger and Tomac, and went on to close around Roxon right before the final lap. Webb's pass on Roxon and his eventual win meant a six-point swing in the points with just two rounds remaining. Yep, Supercross getting good. Formula One began the Sunday slate in the wet, meaning that even masterful drivers like, well, Pulsitter Lewis Hamilton can and did make mistakes. Hamilton came from a lap down to finish on the podium, but it was Max Verstappen with the mega win, crushing each restart to get himself in that top spot. IndyCar opened their season at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama, and it was pretty much exactly as Robin Miller had predicted on our airwaves last Sunday. As everyone wants to focus on Jimmy Johnson, Romain Grosjean, and Scott McLaughlin as the rookies, the drivers that kept making the most noise will be Alex Palou and Patricio O'Ward. Oh, hey, O'Ward sat on the pole and was the fastest driver on the track today, and Palou went on to take the win in his debut with Chip Ganassi. NASCAR and NHRA rounded out the day. First NASCAR Cup where Alex Bowman restarted with 12 laps to go in third, went on to win. NHRA results, we'll give you that later. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you can take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. 
Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation. Talk about it all the time. Our fine friends at Lucas Oil. They got a number of products to keep your ride on the road, including Lucas Oil Slick Mist, Tire and Trim Shine. It's a treatment spray specifically designed to keep your tires, that trim of yours, looking spanking new. Formulated as a water-based, pH-neutral product. In other words, this stuff's legit. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Check out the Lucas line of products at lucasoil.com or your neighbor, neighborhood AutoZone, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Advance, Napa. They got them. You go get them. Lucas Oil, lucasoil.com. Uh, Joseph Dugarden out in the first lap tonight, excuse me, this afternoon in the first race of the season, Barber Motorsports Park for the IndyCar Series. We caught up with him earlier and talked about him, talked to him about a number of things, including sim racing, simulated racing, how now it's just it's grown immensely, not just from the pandemic days when that seemed to be the only thing that we could watch were drivers running against each other <laughs> in racing, but uh, it's a multi-million dollar gig per team now. Teams that really want to uh, earn their stripes uh, practicing for races, not on the track. And with Joseph Newgarden, we – we asked him, really, man, is it uh, do or die with sim racing? I mean, does it does it make a driver, Joseph? No, not at all. Um, I would say the the big advancement in sims, uh, you know, took a huge step in probably a 2008, 2010 era. You saw a big advancement from 2000 to 2010. Uh, from 2010 to 20, it's been a little bit slower, but certainly progress every year. The problem with sims is you're you're constantly fighting a battle of correlation. I mean, it's a never-ending process. You know, you can get the sim to correlate exactly to a, a previous race weekend after months of, of fine-tuning it. And then you go there the next year, and it's completely different. Tracks change, tires change, um, you know, the, the vehicle changes, the regulations change. It's just a never-ending process. So for me, it's, it's definitely not a make or break. You know, what happens in, in reality is still the bread and butter. Um, now, there's, there's a lot of caveats to that. You know, you have guys that are from the new age which are brought up uh, with a lot of racing background and they're very, very highly, you know, skilled. I would use someone like, a, if you want to talk NASCAR, William Byron, um, someone like Scott McLaughlin, who's going to be on our team, was very heavily sim-based growing up too. So um, you have a new generation that, that marries those two very well. And then you have an old generation that doesn't do well at all at simulators, but they kick butt in reality. So no, it doesn't make or break you. It's a tool to use, but you know, it's one that's very uh, highly debated, I would say, between drivers on whether they like it or dislike it. How did much? I catch, hold on just a second, Kenny. Did I catch that you just called the old generation like the Tony Kanans and the Scott Dixons of the world? I would call myself the old generation at this point. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I'm like the hybrid. Like, I feel like I'm the bridge driver. You know, I've, I've kind of seen what this new generation is kind of coming through. I was like on the, you know, I was kind of in the beginning of that realm. Um, I was you know, a big Xbox player with Forza Motorsport. Um, so I'm like kind of new tech, but a little bit old tech because I prefer the reality stuff. I, I'm not a big simulator fan my, my, myself, so I sort of understand both sides of it. Um, but yeah, guys like Tony Kanan, they're you know they're trying to, to hold their own on it, but they didn't come from that background. You know, they just they weren't exposed to that type of stuff when they were younger. Is there a time, Joseph, that when you're running the sim, that now you get into the car for real life, that you're on the track, whether it's Barber or St. Pete, that you think now this is how I 
do this on the sim. This is how I react to this turn. Does it come to you in your head? Like, thank goodness I learned that on the simulator. Um, no, I would say it's the other way around. When you're on the simulator, you actually think more about the reality of the car and the reality of the track. You're spending most of your time on the sim saying, this is accurate, this isn't accurate. Um, and that's where some drivers really struggle in simulation is they, 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 some guys are not able to separate out what should be considered reality and, and what should be considered just sim speak or, or sim reality. Um, and that can be quite difficult because it, it can actually spin some guys up um, or some drivers up, they just, they can't, they can't seem to separate the worlds very well. So they'll actually go into a simulated environment and then can be a little bit lost when they come back to reality. Um, I, if you're able to treat it correctly though and utilize it for the tool that it is, then yeah, most of the time when you're in the simulator, you're, you're trying to convince yourself or not convince yourself, but keep yourself in check on, you know, what is realistic, what you're going to utilize as practice and then other things that you just need to ignore that you're not going to take back to the real world. All right, Joseph Newgarden, self-proclaimed bridge driver, hybrid driver, joining us here in the Freak Nation. 2021 is finally here. I feel like it's been IndyCar's longest off-season. What is it going to take, consistency aside, winning races aside? What is the nitty-gritty that it's going to take for you to get Scott Dixon this season? Yeah, it's always consistency is a big thing. You know, I think it's probably the number one component for us. Um, I feel like we have that in spades for the most part, you know, certainly last year from a consistency standpoint, I don't, I don't think we could have done much different. I don't know that I would have asked anyone on our crew for any difference, um, you know, in their performance or the decision making. It was really those intangibles that we just, you know, we couldn't account for, you know, the, the yellows coming out at, at times that you, you can't always foresee, um, or things creeping up that, you know, just, just end up biting you at the wrong moment. And, uh, you, you, you kind of can't do anything about it. You just have to recover and react at that point. So. Yeah, consistency is going to be a big deal. I think if we can, uh, you know, maintain that strength from last year and, and hopefully catch a couple breaks this season, just, we just need one or two to go differently for us. Um, then, you know, replicating what we did last season is, is not a bad strategy. Do you race him any differently than anybody else? Or is there someone on the track that you race more aggressively or maybe more cautiously? Or is everybody out there the same? Well, definitely no one's the same. I mean, you race everyone. Um, completely differently, I would say. You know, some guys can be closer than others, but you're, you're, it's definitely part of the, um, part of the process is trying to understand exactly how you can interact with each individual on track. Um, you know, Scott's someone that you can, I, I think, lean on and trust a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously a veteran, been around for a while, and I, I, I feel like I understand his patterns and movements, and he's someone that's going to race you hard, but, but generally clean at the end of the day. So, um, I feel like we have that sort of working relationship, but then you, you know, you contrast that with, with someone that is new to the sport, um, someone that you don't have a lot of data on and, and you're going to run them a little bit more cautiously, you know, with a little bit more margin. So yeah, it's, it's a balancing act all the time. You know, every, every individual kind of has their own, uh, rap sheet, if you will. And, uh, I think that's probably a good way to put it because, you know, if you're not constantly trying to collect this data and analyze how you could run someone, um, it can get you into trouble at times. Joseph Newgarden, Penske Racing, two championships, 17 and 19. I'd like this idea of the hybrid bridge driver <laughs> in the iRacing thing. You kind of tossed it out there, but it's very different from what other drivers have told us through the years that uh, they, or the last couple of years, that they like the sim racing and it has helped them. You're saying just the opposite. Does that mean? that you might like it a little more if you were a little better at it? 
<laughs> I think I think the the hard thing for me is not being stuck in a cave, you know, and then spending. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you how you're successful at uh, sim racing um, is you have to spend hours and hours and hours on it. I got to tell you, I love racing. It's you know my number one love and passion in real life. But the the thing, the inaccuracies with sim racing is what 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 kills me. You know, it it really is a game at the end of the day. Um, they're designed to develop and 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 act as an aid for drivers um, or, or mechanics or anyone that that's looking to you know simulate an environment and get more reps. But at the end of the day, the inaccuracies are are um, they're pretty they're pretty extensive, very very extensive. Even on ours, our, you know, we run professional simulators um, that spend millions and millions of dollars with with partners like Chevrolet, and we we pour enormous resources into it. And there's things in there that are completely inaccurate that, that drive me up the wall. So there's a constant quest. Um, everyone in the industry is on this quest to, to, you know, always correlate perfectly to the real life conditions. And it's just impossible to get there. You're always, always chasing correlation. Um, so it, it is, it is frustrating. I'm, I'm definitely in that camp where I'm not, I'm not a big sim guy. I, I'm, hey, I'm happy to admit it. It's the, you know, you got to know what you like and what you dislike, but I just spend the hours. I mean, I'm talking these guys, some of these guys, they'll spend eight, 10 hours on the simulator. And I got to tell you, you know, as soon as we have a guy that comes into IndyCar that does that program and he's winning championships and races every weekend, maybe I'll revisit it. <laughs> so, yeah, Joseph yeah. Newgarden, what do you do then? You've won two championships. Like I said, you were second last year. You're obviously pretty good at this. Then you've got 15 years between the last race and the first race. <laughs> How do you maintain your edge if you're not out there in iRacing or sim racing? Well, there's there's a lot of other things. There's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. You know, I think there's uh, some drivers that probably just iRace, and, and if that's all they do, then let's you know let's ask how they're doing in reality. Um, there's a million situations that you could look at. There's not there's not one size that fits all. You have to understand that as well. You know, this is. Um, it's highly subjective, I would say. You know, some people, they really like the virtual environment, and I think they find good success in utilizing that to make them better in reality. That's not a, you know, one-size-fits-all by any means. So it's a subjective argument. Um, I think you have to find what works for you as a driver and makes you better. For me, um, I utilize the tools 100%. I don't use programs like iRacing. I actually play on Forza Motorsport more than anything, which is a console-based system on Xbox. Um, I find that to be... If you're going to run something like iRacing, I think Forza Motorsport and Xbox is just as useful, uh, you know, to, to get some reps. But, you know, when I'm in the simulated environment, it's more with my team working with Chevrolet and, and our tools that we build and put in place, um, trying to correlate exactly um, as realistic of a car and tire model that we can make to reality. We use that quite a bit um, as a team and as a unit. Um, and then, you know, it's everything else in between. It's working on our processes with the pit crew. You know, it's, it's, it's everyone top to bottom on how we organize and prepare and attack a race weekend. You know, it's spending time in the shop, trying to work on our development items. Um, you know, it's the fitness you put in, the mental side that you put in. So there's a lot of pieces, you know, that, that come into play at the top level. And I think the, uh, the, the simulating uh, of, of the environment is only one small part of it. Let me jump in once more here. You mentioned a couple of times the Chevrolet simulator. I can imagine that they've poured money into it to make it more real, but you said there are still some shortcomings. What do you do specifically to get ready for the new season? Like, what did you do the last two weeks to get ready for this weekend? 
Well, so it really just depends. You know, a lot of it's high level stuff. Um, you know, when we're on the simulator, we're trying to develop parts potentially. Um, there's a lot of parts that you could develop on the car. There's a lot of setups that, you know, there's a lot of areas on the car setup wise that you could develop. And so when you're, when you're working on a sim like this, you, you kind of categorize, all right, where, where do we find high correlation and low correlation, um, to, to reality? So, if, you know, if we're finding good correlation with roll centers on the car and we know that we can trust these changes and we feel like, you know, a track like St. Petersburg has been modeled, um, very well and we're, we're seeing a high level of correlation to our real life data, then, you know, that might be a track where we can really try and dive in and understand where we want to set our roll centers. So, Things like that on the, you know, on the on the setup front, those are things that we'll work on long term for for every race for the season. And then for me, what I what I do find useful with the sim, if you can get the environment correct, which which we we do a very good job of with Chevrolet and our simulators, uh, you know, it's the the exact tub that you'd be racing on. So it's same car, same chassis, same seat, same steering wheel, um, same pedal system, and and we can model the pedal system to make the braking as accurate as possible as far as feel. Um, and deliverability of, of, of the way that it is actually breaking on track. If you can get those things right, then I think just performing reps at a certain track, if you can get the track set, set pretty well, then performing some reps to get you up to speed, you know, spending a couple hours just to get you in that mindset uh, to kind of understand, you know, how you're going to approach the track, that, that can be very helpful coming into a race weekend. So we'll do a lot of stuff like that. Joseph Newgarden, driver for Team Penske, of course, two-time champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. So who's got the bigger edge from the offseason to this 2021 IndyCar season? You, Simon, Scott McLaughlin. Who's, who's got the bigger edge? Will Power? Uh, well, you know, it, we, we're all working pretty hard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joseph. Come on. Crowd. It's a very <laughs> tough crowd. Will's, um, you know, Will, Will's got a style. Um, I know Simon's been putting in a lot of work, but I – I think Scott is is probably the most interesting out of all of us just because he's a brand new face, um, obviously a, a very accomplished driver. I mean, I, I'd consider Scott McLaughlin one of one of the um, premier you know racing drivers in in the world. He's a three time Supercar champion, um, back to back to back, and now he's going to try his hand at open wheel racing. No easy feat for mm -hmm. someone like Scott. This is a very very different race car than what he's experienced in the past or growing up, but. You know, I think for someone like him that brings in a, a high level of, of professionalism and hunger to make the most of a situation like at Team Penske, I think he's probably got the most interesting storyline amongst all of them. I, I, obviously, I want to be the best of the group. Um, that's why I'm here. You know, the competitive side is what drives me. But I think Scott's going to be really interesting to watch on our team. Have you given him advice? And what have it? What has it been? Yeah, lots of little stuff, you know. I mean, that's the great thing about on our team is uh, there's there's really no animosity, and it's 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 really a good environment, you know. And Scott's learning that. Then IndyCar, it's it's intense. I mean, look, I told him when we're on the track, we don't want to beat each other. It's just as simple as that. I'm not going to take it easy on him because he's someone new or because he's my teammate. I'm going to race him as hard as I'd race anybody because I'm going to want to win at the end of the day. Um, but there's a separation that comes from being on the track and having that mentality, which you need to have. And, you know, being teammates off the track and, and when it comes to, you know, organization or, or how we're trying to drive the team forward as a group and how we interact um, or just small setup, you know, questions or, or questions about tracks that he's never been to. We, we've talked about a lot of little things and I'm a I'm a complete open book for someone like him. You know, he is my teammate and I'm happy to give him any information he wants. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to hold it back. I, I know everything and I want him to know it, too. And, and at the end of the day, I think the person that works harder is going to is going to come out on top. You know everything, do you? Everything. What's that crash? He said everything. he knows everything. Oh, hell. 
Uh, he knows everything that at least I know for the most part, or, or at least he's asked. <laughs> hey, Joseph, we joke, but at the same time, I can only imagine uh, from a driver's standpoint, it, it seems like it's been half a year, and it has been half a year since we've seen you guys on the track. You gain traction in a series, and then, bam, it just goes dark. Is it tough as a driver keeping yourself geeked up for those off months, looking forward to the next year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've been in precedent at times, right? You know, I think everyone's used that word a lot in the last 12 months, but it is true. You know, we're all trying to fight through something that we couldn't foresee with COVID-19. Um, so I think that's played a big role and and just the, you know, the oddness of our schedule and, and sort of the time time difference. But, you know, if you look at our normal schedule, we start in the beginning of March, we get, run through the, the end of September. Yeah, I think, you know, in a perfect world, for sure, I think the drivers would like to go maybe to the, the end of October. Maybe we could start in February. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's not up to me with those decisions. But, you know, I think trying to understand how we can maybe lengthen the schedule a little bit and um, maybe add a couple more races. I'd like to see 20. You know, 20 is a good number for me in IndyCar. I, we're at 17, so we're not far away. I think, you know, that's that's tuning at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, I'm not the one uh, driving the ship right now. I think we got someone good in charge. I think RP's got a great plan trying to keep everyone in line. And, you know, at least going forward, I mean, you know, if anything, I'm just so glad that we have great leadership with, with RP, you know, leading us forward and keeping the lights on at the end of the day. But yeah, you know, as we work towards our, our old normal again, I think getting a couple more races on would be really welcome for all the drivers. We're looking forward to finally getting you guys back in the damn car. I can only imagine the itch that you've been hankering for the last uh, three or four months. I'm pumped. Hope you guys enjoy it. Looking forward to the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I have no idea what I meant by the itch you've been hankering for. I <laughs> just kind of rolled with it. Just deal Nice with it. expression, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, thanks for doing this, bud. All right. Take care. See you guys. Hyundai, Imsport, Ford, and Toyota say they're all in next year when the World Rally Championship embraces hybrid technology. The three-year program means the top-tier cars will mix an electric motor and the current combustion engine. The cars will be heavier, but the extra 150 horsepower should offset that weight. All that makes sense. Automakers want you and I in their showrooms to buy their technology and not just look at the pretty posters of cars winning trophies. The recent announcement indicates these will be plug-in hybrids dependent on power stations in the service areas. Performance in the stages could be insane with emissions in the transits drastically improved. A win-win. To me, the best part of this is seeing the racing program move to RD budgets. Racing was important when automakers twisted wrenches to improve their product lines. Racing doesn't make long-term sense when all it's doing is selling energy drinks and home loans. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building. Buy four qualifying General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. That's right. Go to GeneralTire.com to check out this snappy offer now through the end of the month. 70 bucks back with four qualifying tires from General Tire. Jimmy Johnson making a whole lot of noise for not doing too well at uh, the IndyCar Series opener today. But there was a story that came out earlier this week, Crasher, I want to touch on for the next couple of minutes. I find this really interesting because Jimmy Johnson joined Danica Patrick on her podcast, Pretty Intense. And 
they got into the subject of how she had to bite her tongue when she made the move from IndyCar to NASCAR because of some of the ridiculous questions that she was being asked. One of them that she kept being peppered with was, how are you going to be able to handle these big NASCAR stock cars? These are just bigger cars. And Danica very politely bit her tongue because what Jimmy Johnson is now realizing is, it's a lot harder to drive an Indy car than it is to drive a stock car. Sure, the illusion is that the stock cars are bigger and more bold, but what it what the reality is is that the Indy cars carry a heck of a lot more G-forces. They are your your hands just get beat up every single race and every single practice that you drive them and they don't have power steering. So, <laughs> bottom line is this, the Indy cars are harder to drive and Jimmy Johnson is realizing that now. He said specifically I didn't realize the true importance of core strength, back strength, and lower back strength until driving an IndyCar. He said, that's been something I've been really working hard on. After my first two test sessions last year, I was really sore. The thing that is so impressive to me with IndyCars is the intensity. A lot of my training now has been shorter duration and higher intensity compared to what I did for NASCAR. Interesting. Uh, I've never driven an open-wheel car. And and I'm I'm sorry for this example, but some of the things that some of the open wheel cars that I've run, whether it's at, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the name of the place. Are you calling a late model open wheel? No, I just <laughs> it's not. It's no no no. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking. I, I shouldn't even. Yes, I agree. I I can see that. What he was talking about and and again all you have to do is take a ride in one of the two-seaters to realize just how sore just sitting there not even driving just sitting there your neck and back will be after a two-seater ride indycar series sophomore pilot alex polo your winner joe just next Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Checked out Lucas Oil's website, lucasoil.com. Telling you, man, hundreds of products to keep your ride, your rides on the road. A powerboat, a vintage hot rod, your 2021 Lexus, they got them. Including your brake parts cleaner from Lucas Oil. High quality components. Provides excellent performance from Lucas Oil. Removes excess brake fluid, grease, dust, and grime from your brake. Just go to lucasoil.com. Trust me on this, man. It's badass. Lucas Oil Brake Parts Cleaner. Go to lucasoil.com. Lucasoil.com. Chasing down Alex Pelot, your IndyCar Series winner from the opener in Barber Motorsports Park. Should be joining us uh, soon here in the Freak Nation. Coming up next hour, Don the Snake Perdome, one of the greatest names in all of motorsports, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. As he's going, 80 years old, dude is going desert racing once again in the Mexican 1000. Coming up, I believe it starts on Friday of this week, crash of the 23rd. 23rd, so yes, that would be Friday. But Kenny, 80 is the new 40. Gosh, yes, I, I hope so. It's all good. Hell, that means I'm, a, I'm 18. <laughs> well, regardless, Alex Pillow is 24, and he's now an IndyCar winner. When you when you talk about guys that roll into the Freak, Freak Nation, and especially for the for the first time, uh, it's always fascinating when you look into their history. Uh, Alex Pillow joining us now here in the Freak Nation. Your winner, the Barber Motorsports Park, 
And Alex, so many things I want to touch on about this race, but uh, first of all, a big ass freaking congratulations on that win, buddy. And we might have lost connection. Oops, <laughs> we've lost connection with Alex Below, uh, your IndyCar Series winner. Crasher, I talked about this earlier in the show where I was talking about Jimmy Johnson being the end-all, be-all in IndyCar conversation. And even Jimmy Johnson admitting uh, post-race he, he was making some rookie mistakes. And I tried to compare the two, a, a stock car to IndyCar last segment, didn't do a very good job of it. But I, I think if you look, we have many intelligent listeners right now. If you look at the breakdown of an IndyCar versus a stock car, and stock cars have come a long damn way in our 20 years of doing Speed Freaks. But if you look at the breakdown of these cars, the, the, the technical aptitude that it takes to run these things, Crasher, I don't care if you've got seven cup championships, uh, you're going to have rookie mistakes. You're going to have rookie mistakes. I mean, we had a Formula One guy, Romain Grosjean, in there as a rookie today. We had Scott McLaughlin, two-time Australian V8 Supercar champion in there. He made mistakes. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR Cup champion. He made mistakes. It's This is a different animal, people. You want to – it's so easy to criticize motorsports right. from the outside looking in and say, oh, hey – you're that good in this discipline, so I bet you can hop in a top fuel car with 10,000 horsepower under your ass and just crush it and win your first race. Ain't happening. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Or, oh, hey, let's get on a supercross bike. I dare you to jump a triple. Do you have the body strength to do that? I mean, really, some of the fittest athletes in the world next to Tour de France racers I mean, it's like no just because you're a seven-time nascar champ doesn't mean that you can do other disciplines of motorsport they are all apples to oranges people they are all exciting that's why we love them all they all have a, a certain intensity that we are just so passionate about but lay off on jimmy johnson right. already people he's gonna be fun to watch this season period alex palou was it kind of cool running uh, in the indycar series today with a seven-time nascar cup champion like jimmy johnson Hey guys, how you doing? Um, man, it's, it's awesome to be to be sharing um, track and 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 use all the knowledge with with these guys. Yeah, the track and the knowledge that you're sharing with these guys. But guess what? You just smoked them. That has to feel better than anything else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Today we had a good day. Like to be honest, um, all the team, the ten ten car crew, gave me the best car, um, and we just did. Uh, the obvious things, right? We we kept it simple, um, and we had one of those days when when everything went went so smooth and really good, and and yeah, we we got our first win as an IndyCar driver. Alex Pelot, IndyCar Series winner from Barber Motorsports Park, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Now, was this an April Fool joke, or did you actually almost win the iRacing event uh, earlier this month? at Barber Motorsports Park, only to lose it to McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that was my birthday uh, that day, actually. But, yeah, we lost it, um, yeah, three laps to go. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it hurt. It hurt even if it was virtually, but you always want to win. Um, but we did it today, so it feels even better. Hey, did that iRacing race, I Alex Polo, your winner from IndyCar's, uh, season opener today, Barbara Motorsports Park. Did that iRacing on Barbara Motorsports Park, a virtual track, help you today? 
Um, it always helps. Uh, depends on not on everything. Like you, you cannot take the 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 car feeling or the setup feeling from from my racing to to the real world. But for sure, it helps you to to maintain concentration. Helps you uh, with the fuel mileage. Helps you with uh, with the traffic and and when somebody's chasing you. So yeah, help on on some stuff for sure. Alex Pillow, winner of the IndyCar opener, Barber Motorsports Park, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night, driving for Chip Ganassi Racing. When did this all go down when Chip Ganassi started to eye you last year? Because you were with Dale Coyne, you were showing some awesome promise. He knew your past, whether it was GP3 or racing in Japan or wherever the heck you were. It's Chip just has a knack for finding talent. When did you start really having conversations with him and you kind of thinking, oh God, I just might be with the chipster next year? <laughs> yeah, I, I introduced myself uh, to Chip on, in, during Indy 500 uh, during 2020. I just, I saw a video from the team um, that he had an interview where he was telling that he, he really loved uh, the sport so much that it was the only thing he did. Uh, he didn't have other businesses and he really liked uh, to have uh, winners on his team, and and I wanted to drive for him. I knew I someday I wanted to drive for him. It was amazing to be able to do it on the second year um, in IndyCar, and and yeah, he likes winners. Um, he tells that every day, and and that's true. He was a happy man today, but we need to keep winning to make it uh, to keep him happy during the year. Alex, do you realize the inspiration that you just put on all the young racers out there? Chip did not come find you or, or did not introduce himself to you like many people want to share as the story. You put your foot down and you were the persistent one that introduced yourself to Chip. That is badass and that is how things get done, people. Yeah, for sure it helps. Um, I think if he, if he was not coming to me, I had to come to him um, just to wow. show that I really wanted to, to go and and drive for him one day. That's what I told him. You can ask him. Um, that's what I said. Like, hey, Chip, this is Alex, and I want to drive one of your cars one day. I didn't expect it to be in 2021, but he gave me the chance uh, to prove, and and we did it on the first race. Wow, Alex Pelot, your winner today, his sophomore season in the IndyCar Series, winner from Barber Motorsports Park, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Many affiliates across the country hearing his voice for the first time. But I got to say this, Broham. You uh, have? Do you still have a residence in Austin, or did you take all your belongings and move those up to Indianapolis? Yeah, I had my time in Austin last year. Um, really enjoyed, loved that city, loved, loved Texas. But um, I moved to to Indianapolis just to be closer to the team. Um, I go there every week to talk with the engineers, mechanics, and and prepare the races. But um, I I have to say I miss I miss a bit Texas, but I'm loving my time here in Indiana. Well, if you look around my office, I've got three footballs, two of them autographed by uh, college football champions uh, here in my office from uh, the Longhorns. I've got jerseys. I've got helmets. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Broham, that you left Austin for Indianapolis. Oh, that Indianapolis hadn't it. won squat in the last 200 years. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we get there. <laughs> Do you, well, yeah, go out and win something, will you? No, well, no I, he's listen. winning in Indianapolis. Yeah, just because your I, Texas Longhorns aren't as big as they used to be, Kenny. Give Alex a break. Yeah. He's in the racing capital of the world now. Yeah, Austin. Austin is a great damn town. Did you? Uh, did you? Does a Spaniard like barbecue like Texans do? 
I mean, who doesn't like barbecue, man? Like everybody likes barbecue, and especially when it's in Texas. Um, yeah, I love I love the food there. It, it's amazing. Like the city is so cool. It was a shame that I got it during the pandemic in 2020, so oh. it, I couldn't really experience 100% the city. But uh, I had an awesome time, and I'll be back for sure. Oh, that's a good point. Right. That's a really good point. You couldn't really see Austin as Austin. But you moving into the States, of course, you're saying last year and Scott McLaughlin moving in pretty much last year. And you guys, as, as well, I guess Scott's a rookie in the, season, in the series. You're not. Do you guys ever talk about this crazy stuff that is America that you guys are getting used to? I mean, you've lived all over the world, whether it's Japan or in Europe or wherever. What is the craziest thing about America to you? All the time. I told that all the time that America is, is crazy. It's crazy big. It's everything is big here in America, like the streets, the food, the cars. So I, I really enjoy um, I think because when you're from, from Europe or I don't know, from some, somewhere else, but, um, you always look all the films and, and they all happen here in America. So you, you want to experience what, what you see on the films since you're a kid. So, I knew I wanted to be to be living at some point here in in the U.S. and I'm loving it so far. Have you done some big shopping to fill up your your apartment or your house with with big furniture? Like you said, everything's bigger in America, and I know that was one of the things that McLaughlin was laughing at when he first moved here last year. Yeah, of course, I, I bought the biggest sofa I could put on my on my on my living room and went to Costco and, and just got everything and yeah I'm fully stuck now. <laughs> nice. Did you get plenty of white shirts so you could dress like Chip Ganassi? Um not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, we make fun of Chip on the show every once in a while because he is very particular with you guys wearing your white pressed button up shirts. But you always look good. Yeah, we gotta look good to to make it, that's how how all the teams uh, how all the team is is right. uh, approaching the sport. Um, when when racing and when out of the truck, you you gotta look great, and that's what we try to do. Well, Alex, hopefully it'll be a number of times when you roll into the Freak Nation. It's a it's a big deal when you win an IndyCar race, but it's an even bigger deal when you get to come to the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil <laughs> Studios, buddy. So go out and win some more races. You sound a little bit tired. Oh, well, yes. Uh, we yes, appreciate you uh, taking some time out to join us here in the Freak Nation, buddy, all right? Yeah, thank you guys so much for, for having me on the show, and hopefully um, I'm on the show again next week. Bam. Uh-huh. That's are, what I'm talking about. Are you going to sleep on that big-ass sofa tonight, or are you going to sleep on a bed? I think I'm going to sleep on the bed. I love the sofa, but I'm going to sleep on the bed. Maybe tomorrow I'll watch the, the race, the replay of the race and the NASCAR race as well. And But I sleep on the bed, man. Boom. <laughs> Alex, thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good night. You bet. Alex Palo, awesome. of course, your winner from the IndyCar Series opener, Barbert Motorsports Park, this afternoon. Yeah. Did- we, just Robin Miller called it mm-hmm. last week because – it's true. The pre-race, the preseason prep was all about Jimmy Johnson. And like you said, we've heard a ton about him. We heard a ton about him on the show today. And of course, Romain Grosjean and his accident that he suffered at the end of last year's Formula One season and how he's doing as a rookie in the IndyCar right. series, to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Scott Dixon, is he going to win another title? Just all these storylines. But then Robin Miller last weekend just flat out said, you need to keep your eyes on Alex Pillow and Patricio Award. Guess what? 
Award gets the pole, was the fastest on the track today, and then Polo takes the win. Yep, I'd say he was right. Where's the Americans, Crash? No, oh, come on. Just Where's the Americans? No, no, nobody get into that. No, no, no. It's going to come. It's going to happen if... <laughs> well, where are they? Hmm, Ryan hunter Ray, unfortunately, and Joseph Newgarden went out mm-hmm. on the first lap. Connor Daly, he was doing decent, and then he was almost lapped by the end of the race. Alexander Rossi, not the greatest race for him either. It's just, they're there, people, and they're all very good. They just got outraced by a Spaniard they're today. They're there, people. <laughs> they're there, people! They're there! They're Americans there. And you're going to have Marco Andretti join him at the Indy 500. Freak Nation, uh, we're going to bring a phone number back into the mix. 602-260-9191. We haven't gone to the phones in the last several months, okay, last year or so, because Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of the social media platforms seem to be instantaneous, and you guys are going bonkers with that, responding to the show. But if you want to chime in and do something old-time, it's called Get on the Damn Phone, 602-260-9191, 602-260-9191. We'll also put that on a Twitter at Speed Freaks on, number, on the number for you to call. A lot of things to talk about. You had the NHRA today. You had Desert Racing today. You had IndyCar today. You had NASCAR today. So needless to say, uh, if you want to chat them up, be sure to be a part of it here in the Freak Nation. 602-260-9191. Jimmy Johnson still one of the top trends on Twitter as we speak. And just some D-bags out there. I didn't say D-bags. D-bags out there that are riding this guy and for you know, r- rookie mistakes. I mean, he's a rookie. Settle down. Okay, you hop into you hop into a Ford F-150 with your general tires. Get used to that for 10, 12 years. And then all of a sudden, you hop onto a Yamaha 450. <laughs> I know it's not that much of a difference, but you see what I'm getting at, man? Just get used to it. Jimmy Johnson's going to just piss off people who didn't like him to begin with. Yeah, right. Don the Snake Perdome, Desert Racer, next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Oh, second hour of Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, 20-plus years, Freak Nation, 20-plus years of doing this damn thing. Alex Pelot joined us last hour, your IndyCar Series winner. His second season in the IndyCar Series, and only the third Chip Ganassi driver to win in his debut race. And Alex Zanardi is not one of those. Right, right. I was thinking, yeah, this guy is being compared to Alex Zanardi. Right. But that's right. Zanardi did not win in his debut. Uh, Montoya did. Mm-hmm. Vassar did. Mm-hmm. Correct or no? No. 
Why did you ask me that, Crasher? I had the other two names. Montoya. Oh, holy smokes. It's going to come to me here. Katie? Nope. It'll come to me, Freak Nation. Dixonian? It'll come to me. Just, just anyway. Uh, <laughs> 602-260-9191. Follow us on Twitter, Freak Nation, at Speed Freaks. Therefore, on Facebook, of course, Insta- Instagram. Uh, 602-260-9191. I, we put it out on Twitter, and people are starting to understand what we're doing. It is so damn simple where we ask you on Twitter to give us three drivers that you think are going to finish well in the NASCAR Cup race. And you take on Crash, Stat, and yours truly. If you beat us with those three drivers, then you take home a set of general tires. You follow me? It's that damn simple, but it just seems like you need a better explanation on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter, or I'm going to give you a shot right now. It's something that we used to do back in the day. Something that that we used to do back in the day. You pick up phones and call people. It's like, Richie, you got your headphones on, Broham? Oh, heck yeah, I do. Okay, turn your mic up a little bit. Millennials like you, uh, like I say, hey, Richie, did you talk to so-and-so? You go, yeah. Well, you didn't talk to him. You actually text him. You didn't call him up, right? This is true. I am a a 100% of the time texter over caller. Do not Mm. like calling people. Yeah. Well, it's... I think that's just really where we're going at this point, unfortunately. But it's 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 and it's fairly unique. We actually used to have people call into our show to participate in this, but now we just read your tweets or you read our tweets and your responses. But uh, Richie's there, manning the phones at six zero two two six zero ninety one ninety one. And what I wanted to do, Crasher, is allow someone that has the balls to step up and use the phone tonight oh. to be a part of this general tire giveaway. I mean, if you beat us. For Dega? We, yeah, for Talladega. Okay. <laughs> that's a crapshoot. 602-260-9190. That's so, that is so true. You could throw all, okay, you could throw the majority of the points leaders out the window when it comes to these super speedway races. That's true. I don't know about majority, but there's just... I would say just throw a dart at a board of NASCAR drivers and whichever right. three come up closest to your dart, that's that's who you're going to pick. Got it. So if you have the balls to jump on the phone, 602-260-9191, 602-260-9191, give us your three picks for Talladega. If you beat us, you're taking home a set of general tires. You don't have to register for anything. You don't have to compete with a big, fat, freaking quiz no it's just pick three drivers 602-260-9191 in fact i'm looking at crash and she's got that look on her face right now like really who in the hell am i going to pick oh, for I, no idea no idea right I, right i'm gonna go mcdowell again come on super speedway man he might think he has a little bit to prove after winning daytona 500 it's not a bad choice 602-260-9191 your top three drivers for talladega if you beat us you Take home a set of general tires. 602-260-9191. Coming up this hour, Don the Snake Perdome. He's going desert racing. Yeah, that guy. Uh, one of the greatest motorsports personalities, drivers of all time, Don the Snake Perdome. For his second time, he's going to be running in the Mexican 1000. Not the Baja 1000, but the Mexican 1000. It's sanctioned with a group called Nora. And what this is more about, it's not about really winning. Okay, Don the Snake Perdome is going to want to win this damn race. But it really, it, it's about the party. And it's a week-long race where 
you run a couple of hundred miles, then then bam, you settle into a city, have beers, go catch a long ass nap, get back yeah. in the car, An and go at it again. Nap. Right? Yes, exactly. So Don the Snake Perdome will be joining us this hour. But coming up, you got Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes going to resume with some affiliates. And get right back at it from Lucas Oil Studios. Again, your phone number, 602-260-9191. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Second round. Speed Freaks, also what we call the second hour. Second lap. Second lap, you like that? Last lap. Mm-hmm. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, bringing in another round of affiliates. Crash Lattice, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Spring's here, man. We're thawing out, aren't we? It's time to roll down those windows and enjoy your hot ride on a new set of General Tires. Buy four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. That's right. Four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to 70 bucks a piece of prepaid card. More information, check out our website, speedfreaks.tv or generaltire.com. Crasher? It was an awesome weekend to be a racing fan. Okay, Off-Road and IndyCar were back for 2021, and they were added to a full slate of Supercross, F1, NASCAR, and NHRA. So the weekend started off with the score, San Felipe 250, going to Vegas native Bryce Menzies, dominating 269 other vehicles in the race. Supercross then took over for their final of three events in Atlanta. Nate Thrasher with a convincing win in the 250s, even though he needed the LCQ to get there. And then in the 450s, basically the final five minutes were wild. Ken Roxon got crazy in the whoops, could never maintain his form because of a bent handlebar. So Cooper Webb went on a mission, passing Plessinger, passing Tomac. Remember, I said this was all in the last five minutes. And then eventually rounding Ken Roxon right before the final lap. Webb's pass on Roxon and his win meant a six-point swing in the points with only two rounds remaining. Formula One then started us off on Sunday in the wet. Lewis Hamilton, of all people, made mistakes. Hamilton came back from a lap down to finish on the podium, but this race was all Max Verstappen. His start and his restarts crushed the rest of the field. IndyCar opened their season then at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama, and exactly as we were told, look out for Alex Pillow. Guess what? He went on to take the win. Award sat on the pole and was the fastest driver all day. But between Patricio Award and Alex Pillow, those are the drivers you guys need to be watching this year. NASCAR and NHRA then rounded out the day first NASCAR Cup, where Alex Bowman took a restart with 12 laps to go and picked off Logano and Hamlin in the next two laps to drive away for the win. Across the country, NHRA was racing four wide in Las Vegas. It was Steve Torrance taking his fifth four wide win in the last six attempts in top fuel. Other winners on the on the weekend, Bob Tasca, Funny Car, Erica Enders, Pro Stock, and Ryan Ayler. Pro Stock Motorcycles. Woo! Coming up, Freak Nation, Don the Snake Perdome. He'll be here, the Freak Nation. And your phone calls at 602-260-9191. 602-260-9191. More Freaks next. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. 
Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 shakalaka. Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Hey, when you wake your happy butt up tomorrow morning, you're surfing the internet. Do kids still say surfing the internet, Crasher? You're asking me, a non-kid? Mm. I have no clue. Richie? Do the kids say still say surfing the internet? Surfing the net, brah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, surf on over to lucasoil.com. Check out their brake parts cleaner. Non-chlorinated brake parts cleaner from Lucas Oil. High-quality components to provide excellent performance. Removes brake fluid, grease, dust, and more. For use on ABS, disc, and, of course, drum brakes. Quiets that noise associated with excessive brake dust. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Go with the OG, man. Go with Lucas Oil. Go to lucasoil.com.com. Coming up, Don the Snake Perdome. But first, let's go to Ron. Ron in Detroit. Let's talk a little IndyCar. Ron, go ahead, bud. Ron, hit it. Hello, am I on the air? You're on yes, the air, you bro. you are, babe. You got it. You got it. Speed freaks. What's happening? It's been a long time. Hey, this is great to talk to you. Last time I got this excited, dates back to when I had my waterbed. Oh, <laughs> yeah! What's happening? 
We've hey, missed you. I, hey, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's so great. I got so many good memories. You know, 20 years. My favorite, real, real fast, uh, 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 Kenny Sargent, he, he was talking about Ron Pook a long time ago, you know, uh, with, with Cart, and they had a big thing, Chris you know, Pook. And, and, Chris and, Pook. And, 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 and you said, you, you, you said, Kenny, which is the lowest job in motorsports? Trackside porta potty cleaners or Chris Pook trying to save card? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, bro. And, wow. And then, and then there was one with, with Crasher, with Crasher, with Shirley Modowney. My favorite was Crasher's, with Shirley Modowney called her, and I quote, a Betty Boo bitch. <laughs> Your memory <laughs> is amazing. Yes, that's exactly what she later, called me. <laughs> And and she's just she was just joking there, but I mean that's 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 good memories. Your memory for remembering both of those—that's awesome. Wow. Well, this is this is an awesome story. Can, can I give give you a, a real fast, uh, quick, quick uh, comment about our uh, uh, being on the show last week? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm Okay. First off, Robin Miller. I mean, incredible. His son walked on water. His son walked on. What's that make him? So hey, he's 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 incredible, but he's he's uh, maybe just a, a little bit off on on one thing here. Now, when you had the Hanford device on the cars back in the nineties, uh, uh, think about it. You know, like in Michigan, you read his reports on that. He was gushing over that kind of racing. So when when you, when you get over on the purest uh, side of the equation, I mean, uh, it's it's about managed competition. The Indy 500 is called what? The greatest what in racing spectacle. When you get away from this idea of pure sports and move more toward entertainment, then the turnstile starts spinning. Get the handheld device back on the races. Get some more ovals and 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 uh, take the stupid fenders off the back of the cars and watch those turnstiles start spinning. Holy smokes! I what miss him. I miss him. That boy, Ron. <laughs> Way to go. We need Statman. Unfortunately, Statman's not with us tonight, but he would agree with you 100%. He he constantly preaches that, hey, listen, promoters, this is an entertainment business. You have to remember that. Keep it entertaining and people will buy tickets. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Hey, Ron, man, don't uh, don't be a stranger, buddy. Incredible. Great, great, great talking to you guys. Fantastic. All right, you know, Ron. I, I, uh, I, great show. And uh, for sure, you know, uh, we'll call back. Thanks for putting that phone number out there. That's you got awesome. it. Calling in. That's awesome stuff. All right. All right, Ron, checking in from Detroit, 602-260-9191. Ron, man, he was full freaking throttle. Damn. I remember he was a, a loyal caller when Big we were time. on 971 in Detroit. Oh, yeah. he's that, Those were some good days. Those were some good days. All right. Let's go to Rob in Texas. Listen to 105.3 The Fan. Rob, you there, bud? I'm here. All right. So uh, you want to participate in this snappy little General Tire giveaway, right? I sure do. All right, Richie, give me some uh, General Tire giveaway music, all right, buddy? We need some. <laughs> we need something to get fired up here. I think Rob uh, thinks he's on to something here, all right, Richie? All right, so, Rob, let's do this, buddy. Right, we got Talladega next weekend, and you know the rules here is if you beat Crash, you beat me, and you beat Statman, you take home a set of General Tires. That'll work. So, basically, this is the full Talladega Nights reality of the phrase, if you ain't first, you're last. Yes. You either win the tires or you win nothing. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Rob. Rob, you ready for this, buddy? Yes, sir. Okay. Give me the your three top drivers that you think your three top drivers will beat whatever crash, stat, and I pick. 
Oh, man, okay. Well, it's a war of attrition, a lot of crashing, a lot of <laughs> yellows. I want to kind of spread it out here. I'm going to go with a big favorite in Denny Hamlin. I'm going to go with a long shot of Ricky Stenhouse, and I'm going to go with a solid pick of Kyle Busch. You know, Ricky Ooh. Stenhouse on super speedways is sneaky good. Yes, he is. Ah, uh, yes. Olive right. Branch, Mississippi. Bam! <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Richie's going to put you on hold, buddy. And get your contact information. And do you have a Twitter account? I do not. God almighty. You that's got right. a phone. He's got a phone. That's all that matters I right now. I have a phone. I got banned on Twitter. So, you know. Oh, oh hell. <laughs> <laughs> join the club. Yeah, join the club. Yeah. All right, Rob. Uh, we're we're going to put you on hold, get your contact information, and you just might beat our ass, all right? Thank you, buddy. You got it. Rob, check it in. Listen to 105 through the fan there in Big D. All right. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just thinking about that race, though. What, Talladega? We, we, had, have, we have an ARCA driver talking about, well, she's previewing Talladega right. for what she's going to see for her debut at Talladega coming up next weekend. So, yeah, this might be a good time to get into that. I think so. Gracie Trotter running on those general tires in the ARCA series. Her first time on Talladega is this weekend in the ARCA series. She's next. Speed Freaks Pits and... Lucas Oil Studios. Hyundai, Imsport, Ford, and Toyota say they're all in next year when the World Rally Championship embraces hybrid technology. The three-year program means top-tier cars will mix an electric motor and the current combustion engine. The cars will be heavier, but the extra 150 horsepower should offset that weight. All that makes sense. Automakers want you and I in their showrooms to buy their technology and not just look at the pretty posters of cars winning trophies. The recent announcement indicates these will be plug-in hybrids dependent on power stations in the service areas. Performance in the stages could be insane, with emissions in the transits drastically improved. A win-win. To me, the best part of this is seeing the racing program move to RD budgets. Racing was important when automakers twisted wrenches to improve their product lines. Racing doesn't make long-term sense when all it's doing is selling energy drinks and home loans. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Gracie Trotter here in the Freak Nation. She's been in here before. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Talladega. Gracie, it's a one big old track. And Gracie, how well do you know Talladega? Not very well at all. <laughs> I think it'll be my first time on a uh, at Talladega being there at all. I've never been to Alabama except driving through it, so don't know too much. Whoa. Hold on a second, Kenny. What have you heard from other drivers about this big beast of a track? What is some advice that you've been given? Well, the most I've heard is it's easier than Daytona. So my first time at Daytona was earlier this year. So I mean, oh, you'll be fine. It's easier than Daytona. It's easier than, Day than Daytona. So I'm like, okay, two and a half miles. All right. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Crasher, do you want to kick it off with that one question that I'm thinking about? Yeah, but hold on a second. I'm just I'm trying to wrap my mind around Talladega being easier than Daytona. What have some of the drivers been telling you about why it's easier or how it can drive easier? 
So there's more Talladega. It's a little bit wider, so you can move around a little bit more. Um, and the banking is more progressive. So at Daytona, you kind of get sunk down into the corners, where at Talladega, it's more progressive and smoother going in the banking. So um, they said that's easier when you're going that fast. So I'm not really something I'm going to have to figure out and when I get there. Um, but that's that's why they said it's easier. So. Okay. What have you heard from some of the other drivers that have run Talladega? Or ha- I'm sure you have. Uh, you've consulted other drivers. What have they told you, and who are those drivers that you've talked to about how to conquer Talladega? I really have only talked to Billy Ventrini um, and Kevin Reed, and I've talked to Drew Dollar some, who also runs uh, for Ventrini from last year. But, I mean, really, they just say, like, it's it's easier than Daytona, like I said before. <laughs> Um, that's really the only advice they give me. And, and, you know, Billy's like, you know, in order to learn and from learning super speedways, you got to go do it. Um, so he always, you know, he doesn't give me the most advice for the super speedway stuff. He wants me to go out there and do it, um, and learn. And so that's what we did at Daytona and I've been, uh, spending some time on the simulator at TRD. So I've been practicing on that. Um, but I made some mistakes at Daytona, but he's got made those um so i can learn from those so um you really have to go to those tracks and just race them there's not really much advice you can get you just have to do it so i like that i like that because the best way of learning is learning from your mistakes so i like that he's that way with you what did you learn what's the biggest takeaway from daytona that you can apply to talladega this weekend well my first time drafting was on race day um, when we went there for the test in January, um, I didn't get to draft cause we blew a tire. Uh, so my first time drafting was then. And so just getting that drafting experience, um, having a whole race under my belt and in, in a super speedway, just all the things I learned on drafting, moving side drafting, um, all those aspects that go into super speedway racing. It, I take to Talladega and practice that even more, um, I'm not perfect at it. And, you know, I still don't know a lot about super speedway racing. Um, so it all comes down to just, you know, learning those things more, practicing those things more. Um, and I'm going to be a little bit more cautious at Talladega. And I know, like I said earlier, what Billy and Drew and other people have told me is you can move around a lot more at Talladega. So you have to be a little bit more patient there and cautious of your surroundings. So those are some things. Huh. Has there ever been a track that you were concerned with going into such as Talladega? I mean, you have very little, you have zero experience, no no practice of of any kind for Talladega. Does that concern you? And have there been other tracks that have concerned you like this? If so. It it does a little bit. um, But after racing at Daytona, that made me feel better. Um, But I was a little concerned going into Daytona without, you know, having any experience drafting. But luckily, they gave us a little bit of practice time um, on race day there. Um, So we got to do some of that in practice. Um, But, yeah, I was, I mean, first, the biggest track I've been on was last year at Gateway, a mile and a quarter, and then jumping to the two-and-a-half-mile track for my first race of the year. I I was very concerned, but um, at the time, um, you know, my crew chief, we had a really good car. He's helped me out a lot, calmed me down before a race. I've never been so nervous in my life sitting on, on the Griggs. We qualified second. I'm like, man, my first time at Daytona, I'm sitting on the pole or front row. Um, so, but yeah, and then last year with getting very little practice, 
um, to none at all before all the ARCA West events. I've never been to any of those tracks out West before. Um, so that was a little bit concerning, but um, we always brought a great car to the racetrack and we had a great year. So for my first year in the ARCA West series last year, it, it was pretty awesome, even though we didn't have that practice time, but um, we do have the tool I racing and the TRD simulator that helps us out with all that stuff. So um, grateful to have all that too, that to help me there. Gracie, you're pretty calm, but I would imagine that, I, and I saw the video of your race win last year. You, there's a different side of Gracie when you win a race or when you're in a race car. Uh, what do you have a name for that other Gracie? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I I don't. I mean, I can be shy at sometimes, but um, I can be really talkative when something exciting happens like that. Especially <laughs> most of the time, I'm just laid back, calm. Relax, don't really talk much. I'm like the watch and listen kind of person, you know. And and uh, but something like that happens, I can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I gather that knowing your demeanor from interviews, whether it's a radio show or this video. What when your crew chief is calming you down? What are some key words or phrases that he may use to calm Gracie Trotter down? Just like it'll be okay and um, we're going to run a good race. I mean, we've always had the fast car and stuff, so um, different things like that. Uh, I mean, really, I didn't know what to expect going into Daytona. Uh, so, you know, he was just there and it was just me and him talking. And I don't like a lot of people around me either, so that kind of gets me riled up. I don't like a lot of people. It stresses me out. So just me and him, he'll take me to the side and, you know, we'll just talk about the race, how – how you think it's going to go, like, okay, stay cautious, keep your eyes open, and um, I'll be on the radio reminding you of stuff. So little things like that, that helps me out a lot. Okay, Kenny, hold on. Time out before we go. Really? So you get into an incident that's totally not your fault. Somebody else slams you into the wall, but the car's going to be okay. You're still going to be able to race. And if he says to you on the radio, it'll be okay, that really works? Well, no, <laughs> not in situations like that. Um, usually there's some cussing, yelling on the radio when like that happens. <laughs> there you go, Gracie. Um, but, but just like before the race at Daytona when I was nervous, just those small talks like that, that helped me out a lot, calm down um, when I was really nervous. Nice. But usually, like, when stuff like that happens, if I get wrecked, over the years, my dad's, you know, he's always on to me, like, you got to get out of that race car. You still are representing your sponsors. So um, you have to be cool, calm, and collected. And so I've kind of trained myself to be more calm and not let things get to me as easy. Um, and that goes for, you know, not just getting wrecked, but other problems we face as, you know, race car drivers with social media these days and, and, you know, a bunch of different things like that. So true, man. You talk about, I mean, that's, that's a valuable lesson from your old man. We've got a seven-year-old between both of us, and I'm trying to preach the same damn thing to her. Not about sponsors, but just stay calm. Yeah, I'm sure it's seven years old. It's not going to work, Grace. You got any, you got any <laughs> pointers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, 
it's it's it. I want to say it's difficult. It's fun as hell, but I can't imagine my daughter at 19 years old in a race car, and I, I'd be the one going, coming out of my skin. Yeah, you'd you know, be a nervous wreck. Yeah. You would be crazy. Yeah, I'd be. Bothered. Oh yeah, my my mom, my dad's usually he doesn't show much emotion, so he's calm most of the time. Um, but my mom, she came to Daytona. That was her first time going there, and she was up in the suite with all the uh, TRD people, and they actually got a video of her. I haven't seen it yet. They said they're going to use it for something. But when I was being last Daytona, she was crying, jumping up and down, screaming. <laughs> like a crazy race mom but <laughs> they said they won't show me yet until they are going to use it for something so awesome. but yeah my mom she get she's a nervous rat when i'm racing gracie trotter here in the freak nation she's been in here before uh, we're going to talk a little bit of talladega is talladega cursed have you heard about the curses that this track may have by the way i hope it's not <laughs> i haven't heard anything what if it's cursed? Well, hold on though. If it's cursed, do you have something to do away with the curses in your motorhome or something on race weekend to get all the voodoo out of your way? Some yoga and meditation, I guess. <laughs> what? Apparently, some people think it's cursed. It's really built on an old Indian burial ground. So the one of the first races there was you know a 19 car pileup, and it was because apparently the former landowners were mad and. Some there is a current a Roush truck driver, uh, hauler driver who continues to say that his hauler has something wrong with it every time he drives to Talladega and back from Talladega, and he swears it doesn't happen to at, to and from other tracks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I guess I'll find that one out too. Right. <laughs> so, Gracie, you're a heck of a driver, but uh, how well do you know Dega? I know Dega a little bit better now. <laughs> do, do you feel better going into the race uh, that we've schooled you a little bit in regards to I Talladega? Better. I feel better, but a little bit scared at the same time. I'm just hoping the track's not cursed. I hope it doesn't bring it on to me. Don't talk to Rusty Wallace. He apparently definitely believes it's cursed. He knows how to, how to unvoodoo the voodoo, if that makes any sense. Oh, unvoodoo the voodoo. <laughs> Wow, that sounds like something you can buy over the counter. Unvoodoo the voodoo. No, it's illegal. <laughs> hey, Gracie, good luck at Talladega. You do know a little bit about Dega. So you know Dega. Thank you, Gracie. Yeah, thank y'all so much. Yeah, I can't imagine someone, again, she's a young driver, not much experience on super speedway, and now being asked to go out there with zero time on the track. They're evidently oh, going to get a little bit of practice time. But to go out there on the largest oval uh, that NASCAR races on. It's the largest oval out there in the in U.S. In America, yes. Right? Yes. She'll be fine. Look what she did at Daytona. She'll be fine. Man. I just, and that comment about me talking about our seven-year-old, I just don't know what I would do watching my daughter, or my son, regardless, on a super speed... She gets blasted in the face with a soccer ball, and I'm crying, man. <laughs> well, that's you. That's on you. Mm -hmm. All right. That's how I roll. We've been talking about it for an hour and a half. Don the Snake Perdome, one of the greatest drag racers ever. Now his second time. He's going desert racing 1,000 miles. The Mexican 1,000. The Snake.
badassery abound. He joins us next. Speed Freak Spits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Sports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough, scoop. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil has a brake parts cleaner, non-chlorinated, high-quality components to provide excellent performance, quiets those nasty noises associated with excess brake dust for automatic 
ABS disc, drum brakes, all of them. Non-coordinated brake parts cleaner. It's the OG. Check it out at lucasoil.com. LucasOil.com. Mav TV is getting in the desert racing, and it gets kicked off this Friday. Don the Snake Perdome will be flying those Mav TV colors. And the racing legend joins us now in the Nation to talk a little bit of running on the dirt. Don the Snake Perdome, you've been coming in the Freak Nation for, geez, actually longer than the 20 years that uh, we've been around. Last time you were pimping some big old book of yours, and now you decided to get back into the desert thanks to our friends at uh, at Mav TV. Look, when I reach your age, Don, I want to be sitting back in an easy chair drinking cold-ass beer, uh, watching reruns of you know Gunsmoke. Why do you continue to do this? Gunsmoke. And <laughs> you're dating yourself. Um, well, a lot of my buddies keep telling me you can't do this kind of thing when you're 80 years old, and I guess I just want to prove them wrong. Uh, this this more than likely will be my last Baja trip, you know, with uh, racing down there anyhow. So I, I just uh, I just kind of wanted to go back there and do it, and uh, hopefully we can finish uh, in the top five. Would be a great finish for us. I think that is the reason why you're doing this, Don. <clears throat> you finished 16th. You've had a breakdown. You want to win or finish in the top five. That's yeah. your uh, competitive gene coming forward. Well, yeah. I mean, I have a new car, and it's uh, it's really badass. You know, it's a Can-Am, but it's all been redone. Uh, we've, uh, you know, roll cages, seats in it, suspension, uh, everything. So it's it's really set up for Baja. You know, stock on a stock car, a Can-Am, you got like about 10 gallons to carry. This car has like 23 gallons. So we can go now without making fuel stops and just go past that to make up time. And just little things like that we added to the new Can-Am car. And so, uh, you know, it, it hauls ass. I mean, it, 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 go, it goes faster than I want to drive it most of the time. <laughs> you're, you're a racer. You're a racer from the heart. You can't just go out and cruise and have a good time. At 80 years old, you're still looking to blow everybody away. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. But when you're smoking down these trails uh, in Baja there, and, you know, running 80 miles an hour, you know, you feel like you're going, you know, 180 miles an hour because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really tight. Uh, but but that that's the thrill of it. That's, that's what gets me up in the morning, you know. Don the Snake Perdome joining us here in the Freak Nation, an 80-year-old about to go 80 miles an hour in the desert and run us through what you just said there. You said it goes faster than I want it to or you want to go faster than it's going to allow. How do you pull yourself back? Because, I mean, you've got to have a lot of discipline in the desert. You do. You do. You know, because it'll run. Uh, what I'm trying to say is it, it, the car will go faster than then I really want it to, that I want to go because it's, uh, I'm on the limit all the time. You know, you just, you're just on the limit and the thing can jump sideways on you. So, you know, it could run 80, 85 on a good stretch. But when you're in the tight stuff, you know, you can average about 45 miles an hour. And that doesn't sound like very fast, but then with all the tight turns and so on in Baja, it's, uh, it's tricky. Don the Snake Berdome joining us here 
in the Freak Nation. How did this come about with Mav TV? Did you go shopping with Mav, or did they come to you? No, I, I went to them. Uh, fortunately, I've had a great relationship with the Forrest Lucas uh, for many years before it was big time Lucas Oil. And Forrest and I have been good buddies. <laughs> and um, I just uh, told him I was doing this Baja thing. And we're both about the same age. And said, hell, let's put Mav TV on it. And because uh, it helps, you know, every little bit that helps. It's very expensive to do this sort of thing. And it seems like it's not because you're just in a, in a can am. But by the time you have your pit crew and all your pit members and so on, uh, it, it rings up, uh, you can spend a few bucks. So having Mav and Lucas Oil on was just really saved my butt, you know, to go do this thing. And, uh, you know, it's a great support. And uh, we're just trying to do the right thing by them and give them some good publicity and uh, maybe show well in the race. That would be wonderful. Win the There's nothing better than a couple of 80-year-old men in the desert winning. Nothing better. Oh, when I turned goddamn 80, I knew that everyone's going to mention the 80-year-old Don Perdome. I remember it used to be Don Perdome, but now it's 80-year-old Don Perdome. So that's weird. That's I don't know how much I like that, but it's okay. You know, it just takes a while to get used to it. You're one of the winningest. No, come on. You're one of the winningest drag racers. You don't look 80. You don't feel 80. So guess what? Be proud of the fact you are 80 and kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, I am really. I'm, I, I've been blessed, man. I, you know, my health wise, it's just great. I, I've been in good shape and take care of myself. And uh, I'm fortunate because a lot of my buddies uh, tell me there's no way I can do this at 80, 80 years old. And I go, watch me. We can do it. <laughs> Don the Snake Perdome joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Don, you look at the things that you've done uh, and you talk about this being your last time in the desert. What if you go out there and win this damn thing? We know we know you, Don. Uh, once you get a good thing, babe, come on. Right. Yeah, that, could, that could pull me back. Who's the little one? <laughs> Henley, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Future Baja racer. Let's put it that way. Talking to 80-year-old Don Perdome. <laughs> Henley, his nickname is the snake. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. Yeah. What do snakes do in the desert? They bite. They, they get people. They get all their competition. They eat them up. <laughs> all right. That's how, we're, that's how we're rolling here in the Freak Nation right now. Uh, look, she, we need some people. Listen, I'm going to be 80 here in a couple of decades, two or three decades, buddy. I'm going to need someone to fill in Dude, my shoes or Crash's shoes, by the way. So why not get Henley involved, right? Absolutely. Bring him up young. <laughs> uh, it's good, though. I'm, I'm really fortunate to do this thing. I, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a long haul. And for your viewers, it's not real hip to what uh, we're doing out there. It's a thousand miles and you, you have five days to run a thousand miles. So you average at least 200 miles a day and it's all in the dirt. You know, it's all off, off, off road. And, uh, you know, you make a big loop and you start in Ensenada and go on out to San Felipe, Bay of LA, uh, Loreto, places like that. You make a big swing and come back through. And at the end of five days, You've averaged, well, a thousand miles. That's when you're back in Ensenada. So where we, we start the race in Ensenada and we end in Ensenada this year. Don the Snake Prudhomme, I looked at the video on the website 
The scenery is spectacular. I can't imagine concentrating enough on a dirt road to miss all the other stuff that's happening around you. Did you get that out of the way the previous two events? And now you can concentrate on just going uh, fast and beating the competition? I never get to see the scenery. I'm just too busy driving. But, uh, you know, I have a uh, uh, co-driver with me and actually going to have a couple more guys. So there's going to be at least three of us uh, uh, behind the wheel most of the, you know, a lot of the times. I certainly can't do the whole thousand miles myself, but, you know, having a co-driver and I'll sit and navigate and, uh, and it works out, uh, pretty well. Uh, a fellow by the name of Mitch is going to be, uh, is going to start out as a co-driver and, uh, Rich Mingus, his name is, and, uh, he's, he can, uh, run behind the wheel too, you know, put him behind the wheel. So we'll change off and, uh, you know, you got mics and you got, you know, iPad in the car and you got maps. So it's not some little kids thing. It's a whole computer screen in front of you, so you know where the hell you're going in the car. It's uh, pretty well thought out the way Nora does it. Your whole career was done a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. Now you're talking about a thousand miles here. That's yeah. like four thousand runs. I don't know that you've done four thousand runs in all of your drag racing, but <laughs> uh, do you have any experience besides these previous two events? at this long distance endurance kind of activity? No, I don't. No, I, I really don't. Uh, the only experience I've had is down in Baja and I've completed the race twice before and uh, broke down once. So I've actually been down there a total of three times and this will be my fourth uh, Baja race. So uh, I'm pretty hep to uh, the terrain and everything that's happening down there. It's just, I'm, I'm concerned about my stamina. I'm concerned about uh, being behind the wheel a long length of time. I know I'm going to have plenty of Red Bull with me. I'll put it in my uh, my pack in the back with a straw sucking on Red Bull, man, to keep me awake, you know, or Monster, but probably Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull guy. I, I hope uh, Monster's not one of your sponsors, but uh, seriously, that's what I drink. I drink that Red Bull, man. I keep it going. Keep me fired up. Well, you talked about Rich being your co-driver. He's going to start off as your navigator, right? And then you're going to be behind the wheel. And then when will you figure out when you guys switch? And then when does PJ Jones come into this? Well, I'm going to I'm going to take the first heat out of Ensenada to uh, San Felipe. I'll drive that, and then Rich will go from uh, uh, San Felipe to uh, Bay of LA, and he'll drive that one, and I'll navigate. And then we're, we'll probably put Mike, another guy, Mike, I can't think of his last name right now. He's, he's one of PJ guys. Put him behind the wheel too. So we share rides. Really what PJ does, PJ Jones, is that he has all the, the crew members and so on. Cause when you're running these things and you break down, you got to have a crew to work on. You know, we come in at night, you pretty much take the whole car apart, you know, changing tires and, ball joints and everything, you know, Jack, you know, you're out in the parking lot. It looks like a drag race, for Christ's sake. I mean, there's so many cars and guys are working on this stuff. So we got to have a crew with us. It's a big deal. There's probably about, with my car, there'll probably be about 10, 10 guys 
all together that'll be not only driving and stuff like I will be, but you got crew members, you know, to jack the cars up. And then we have a motorhome, a small little C, class C motorhome. That's going to follow us around. So we'll have some place to sleep. Because the last information I got in Bay of LA, that you had to bring a sleeping bag because there's no hotel for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep in a motorhome. <laughs> So that okay, then that answers my question. Are these guys in vehicles chasing you or are they in helicopters? How are they? I mean, you're going pretty fast. How are they keeping up with you guys? Yeah, well, there's helicopters too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We don't have our own personal helicopter, but but Nora supplies helicopters and one of the chopper pilots is a good buddy of mine, so they'll keep an eye on us, you know. Nice. You have a number on the car. Hey, and folks that want to follow us, if they go to Nora.com. Uh, the race starts the 25th. We go to Nora.com. My car number is 712. So you, you punch in there in 712 and you can, you can follow us through the whole race and see how we're doing. Ooh. Now, no, no, hold on a second. You say that race starts on the 25th. Doesn't it start yeah. on the 23rd or through the 30th? Is that right? It's uh, the race begin. Yeah. And I'm that's wrong. What, right. You're right. It there, does. There you go. Damn, I just corrected the snake. Yeah, the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got so much going on. All I know is I'm going to go down there about four days ahead of time to get ready. So, Hey, snake, a lot of folks may think this, that this is part of uh, Desert Off-Road Racing, the Baja 1000, but it's the Mexican 1000, and it has to do with the organization of NORA, where it's a celebration of off-road it's not real hardcore in your face grinding i gotta win i gotta win it's it's about the the the, the driving and the parties right exactly yeah you're exactly right matter of fact they have a lot of the nostalgia cars you know like the old broncos and things like that they used to run in baja years ago they have a class just for those and so there's guys that are in these old cars and there's couples that do it and it, it's quite something but you know we're there to win a lot of people are there just to to run the race, you know, but, uh, you know, and, and if you finish, you finish, but we want to, we want to show good. We want to win the race, but it, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun race. That's the way it's, uh, uh, is, is put out, uh, with the press and so on. You know, it's not the, it's not like the, the, uh, Baja 1000 that we mm-hmm. all know about that, uh, you know, you know, run, flat out for a thousand miles and you don't stop overnight you run all night long we, we're able to rest at night pick it up the next day so that's cool especially for an 80 year old <laughs> an 80 year old snake yeah but on that note an 80 year old snake in the desert that's about 15 minutes 16 minutes of a 32 33 minute interview with snake as you could tell the audio is a bit uh video-ish meaning we did that with uh, Zoomish. Zoomish. We'll have that up on all of our social media platforms where you can watch the legend, an 80 year old snake, talk to a bunch of goofballs, Freak Nation. One of the nicest cats we've ever had here in the Freak Nation. Well, like we've learned through the however many years we've been doing this, 20 plus, the bigger they are, typically, the bigger they are, the nicer mm-hmm. they are. The Don the Snake Perdomes, the Richard Petties, the Mario Andrettis. We have always had amazing access and fun conversations. 
If you miss any of the show, we'll have it up there for you tomorrow afternoon. Go to speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Statman taking the night off. I'm going to take the night off, too, after the show. <laughs> I see the work you have on your desk over there. No, you're not. Uh, shoot the juice to the moose, and Crasher. Oh, hey. Cut it loose. Dip. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.